Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to our first Rugby World Cup warm-up recap podcast as Ireland opened their Summer Nations series campaign with an imperfect but dominant 33-17 win over Italy. Joining me this afternoon are two proud Ulster men and Irish fans. Making his first appearance on the pod is Red Hand contributor, contributor and stats guru Ross Barnett. Welcome to the pod, Ross. Thanks very much for having me, Killen. It's a pleasure to be, to be here. No bother at all. And joining him is a returnee to this channel, and well-known Jacob Stockdale enthusiast, Jack Fogarty. Thanks for coming on, Jack. Thank you. Good to be here. Good to have you, lads. And so just for because this is a new thing, doing recap pods, we'll start with a game in 60. So pretty self-explanatory. I'll try and sum up this game in about 60 seconds or less for anyone who didn't see it. But I believe most people would have seen it. But anyways, here we go. So Andy Farrell's Ireland starts the World Cup preparation on the right note on Saturday night running out 33-17 victors over a flat Italian side. Player of the match, Caelan Doris, dialed down for two tries, with one each from Dave Kilcoyne, Stuart McCluskey and Keane Healy. It was a night for fringe players to take a claim, and many did. Second row pairing Ian Henderson and Joe McCarthy brought a fantastic physical edge, while the aforementioned Doris showed he is more than capable on the open side flank. Munster duo Craig Casey and Jack Crowley ran the game wonderfully from half-back, with Jacob Stockdale showing glimpses of past glories on the wing. On the positive side, there were three new caps handed out to Tom Stewart, Kieran Frawley and Calvin Nash. However, there were slight injury knocks to Jack Conan and Craig Casey. But unfortunately, Italy's Tommaso Menangelo appeared to pick up a potentially World Cup ending knock. Ireland head to Portugal next for a warm weather training camp for a final home game against England in a fortnight. So, gentlemen, what's your thoughts on the game last night? And I'll start with you, Ross. Ah, uh, was... I think he... Pretty much summed it up quite well. It was, it was typical preseason. Um, Ireland, I don't think Ireland were really tested. Um, 
it's definitely a case of job done. It's what it's what the pro. I think it's exactly what they would have wanted. Um, fringe players getting a run out. Obviously, you have some starter starters in there as well, and uh, putting in a fairly dominant uh, performance result was never in doubt. I don't think. Um, yeah, there's like there was uh, errors, but I don't think there's any like major things. Maybe, well, yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't call it like a major thing. Just with the line out and um, setting up a mall, we're pinged a couple of times for obstruction, and that seems to be something the refs are now going to sort of focus on. So, but that's that's very easy to iron out. Um, yeah, uh, I. Doris is the standout man of the match. Um, but yeah, no, uh, good, good head out. Um, still reluctant to crown the world champions as of yet, but uh, no, it was it, it, okay, it was good, it was good. Yeah, and Jack, what was your overall sentiment from the game? Yeah, um, I guess it's 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 easy to kind of sum it up as a as a warm-up friendly preseason sort of sort of game, but it did it did have that feel. I felt like the, the game itself, the kind of the feel of it watching from home was was pretty was pretty kind of sturgid. It was a bit kind of stoppy start with um quite it felt like loads of penalties, but um I don't think there was actually that many, but it just felt like there was just a stoppage like every time there seemed to be a bit of flow to to the game. It just kind of stopped and you know kicks to touch and penalties. So it slowed everything down. Feel like as a player, you probably just want to get out and just get get a load of phases in, so you can have a little bit of continuity. So you're having something different to look at instead of just doing you know first phase defense or attack or whatever it might be. But overall, I mean, there were there were mistakes on both sides. I think I think Ireland did pretty well to minimize them. I think they were kind of um, the mistakes happened maybe at kind of like crucial times, maybe like the final pass of a you know center pairing or things like that. And then, yeah, the lineouts were not not great. A few scrum penalties, but again, the Italians make it make it hard for you, don't they? And um, I think actually Ireland probably adapted quite well. Um, but it was a it was a good enough game, actually. It was it was decent enough quality, even for even for you know sort of a preseason. But it was um, it was good one to watch. It wasn't wasn't sort of wasn't bored throughout. So um, that's got to say something. So yeah, it had plenty of plenty of um, kind of talking points I guess and a lot of lot of new guys to see from from both teams so it's a good game I'm sure we'll get into the, the the major talking points or different discussion points anyway by the end of the show but as I alluded to at the top it was pretty one-sided as he as he both kind of touched on Ireland looked like a team playing their first preseason game especially in that first half but fortunately for Italy so today do you know that kind of way like it was like there wasn't that many big moments big instants so because of that, we might just run through the game and its start performers mainly and just, you know, with the warm-up games being a trial run to get into the squad. So, Jack, I'll start with you this time. Um, decent first half from Ireland, three tries, Dave Kikoyan, Caelan Doris, Robert Klosky, and a comfortable half-time lead. Considering Ireland kind of played their way into it, or at least that's what most people's thoughts were, what do you make of that first half? Yeah, it started, um, started off a little bit nervy i thought obviously a penalty straight from the restart from or no well it was a it was a held up from from the race from the from the kickoff wasn't it and um conan goes in and uh, he's actually in a pretty decent position to kind of make a bit of a decent carry but italians do well to hold him up and then we give away a scrum penalty which you know and it's a start in front row who were probably looking to impress not 
not the best start for those guys, but look, they uh, they got back on it, and um, I thought the first kind of twenty minutes was was pretty, I guess, as a, as, a, as a bit of a spectacle. It wasn't there wasn't much to write home about. There wasn't a huge amount going on, like I said earlier. Like there was lots of um, lots of mistakes, penalties, things like that. So there wasn't much of a flow to the game. It felt kind of slow, and 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 I don't think if um. Reynal, I think it was Reynal, wasn't it? Reffin. He um he was he was a little bit slow to set up like the lineouts and scrums, I thought. So it didn't really feel as though they were kind of getting going at any any kind of point. But once um once he got the sort of the second try when when Doris goes over for that second one, I think that was the when they coincided with the yellow card, that really kind of um opened up a bit of a um just opened up a bit of a bit a bit, a bit of momentum for the Irish team so they just kind of rolled over the, the Italians in that second kind of 20 I felt um I felt like there was a, a good bit of momentum then and um it was a it was a good it was a good first half because um lots of different combinations playing and um actually a few kind of enforced sort of changes as well although I think it was probably just Conan going off and Prendergast coming on um I think a couple of guys took a couple of knocks in that in that first half um, we got back out and played well. Don't think McCluskey was expecting to uh, score that second one. I think he gets the ball, he picks it up, and he kind of looks around. And I'm thinking he doesn't know what to do here. And he did the right, made the right choice by just uh, bundling over the uh, the try line. But he looked like he had a bit of a laugh afterwards with his with his teammates, kind of laughing and joking. Um, but I mean, that was that was that that try was a good illustration of just how much the 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 boys are kind of just up for the up for the fight and really kind of just getting stuck straight in you know I think McCluskey very cleverly um pulls two Italians out of the out of the rock with him when he makes the or he makes like an assist tackle so he, he brings these two Italian fellas with him and and just leaves the, the entire rock just prime for Doris to uh just par straight over a few other guys um pile in and McCluskey's got a fairly easy kind of walk in. So that was a really good kind of score built out of just hunger and desire really from defense. So that was really good to see. And then two mall tries, you know, teams teams these days are going to be maybe going straight for the five meter and 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 going to be pretty good at that. So it's good to see that we're not kind of falling behind in those kind of stakes. So it was a good it was a good first half, I think, for Ireland. I think most guys played well and they seemed like they had a lot of energy and, and a bit of zip and uh, they wanted to move the ball and there was not much kicking. So it was, you know, when it got going, it was it was really good kind of first uh, stint and a first sort of hit out in that first half. So, yeah, I'd say they'd be fairly happy with that first half. Yeah, no, I'd agree. And, you know, as I kind of said, they kind of played their way into it. And when they did, it looked like Jesus, yeah. it hasn't been away for whatever it was, 10, 10 weeks since... Monster won the URC. Anyways, uh, Ross, it wasn't the perfect second half by any means. Like it was very disjointed. It was very stop start. Changes are a big part of that. So, what was your kind of overriding thoughts on that second forty? And like, really, can we take anything from it? Do you know, uh, the the monster won the URC. I must have missed that. Ah, you um... must have. Yeah, it's <laughs> I haven't plastered across my pages or anything. Mm. <laughs> uh, no, the, the, I agree. To say that. Out of the out of the two halves, probably the second half was the least memorable. Um, I, I like, I just know when I was sitting watching it last night, the first half, I was I was like I was like proper watching it, and then second half, I just felt, oh here I'm, 
on my phone, on my phone, on my phone. And it just got more. And then you see by the last 10 minutes, I was like, no, I don't think I'll bother watching the rest of this. <laughs> that, that, uh, that, that kind of way. It, yeah, it's, disjoint, it's disjointed once the subs come on and um, and and stuff. Uh, Italy uh, got a couple of tries, uh, got back into it. Uh, Lorenzo Pani uh, with the first one, I think it was. Yep. Uh, the Irish, Irish defence got a... Uh, was called a bit narrow um, left I think it was the winger 10 or so metres to get in still like I will say I think Stockdale should have gone lower if Stockdale had gone lower I think he stood a good chance of um, busting through the handoff and um, getting tackling him whether it would have been in the touch or whether it would have even mattered it could have been the momentum could have took him over, taken him over but yeah no, I just thought the, the, the tackle wasn't I I just thought he could he could have done better, um yeah uh, fairly disjointed. I don't think anyone sort of. I don't think there. I, I don't think in the second half. I don't think it's fair, uh, it would be fair to say anyone sort of played themselves off the plane, um to France, but yeah no it is like the, the I think the main thing for the second half was just getting um and it's under the belt and making sure there were no. Injuries. I think it was Jack Conan went off. Was pictured in a moon boot um, at full time, but uh, no link. I don't believe it's like serious or anything. And um, so that, that that was the main thing. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 kind of. I feel like everyone's going to end up saying the same thing about that kind of half. It was just a bit sloppy. The kind of yeah. atmosphere gone out of the ground. If there was any in the yeah. first place, it was just one of those. You know, and that's what. That's what preseason games are, aren't they? Like if you go up to Ravenhill or to Musgrave for provincial preseason games, they'll make fifteen changes at halftime, and it's like yeah. a different game. And it, yeah, it, it it does. I'm like, it does. Like, I actually didn't think the atmosphere was too bad for uh preseason friendly. Um, I've been like, I I haven't, I haven't been down for an Ireland match in the in the. Uh, Viva Lanson Road for years, and um, but is any time I've gone down to the Aviva, like sometimes I think the atmosphere can be a wee bit, it can be a bit weird. Um, yeah. I, 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 like I'm not, I'm not saying it was great yesterday. I was just sort of surprised. I just remember thinking, here, this is. I, I thought, I thought it would be dead. Like that's, but it, it wasn't, which was, uh, which was good. Um, yeah, yeah. That's. That's pretty much it. But I like tickets were a bit cheaper than the England game, and you know there's family tickets available and all that. So there is all that side of things. But moving from the stands back down to the pitch, and welcome back to you for this one, Ross. Was there any kind of parts of Ireland's game that impressed you? I know these games are a lot of shadow boxing, really. So was there anything that kind of stood out to you? Yeah, like nobody, nobody wants to show their hand uh, in the lead up to the World Cup, and then potentially. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know if that's ever happened. Anyone had a really good, uh, it's just come to me, if anyone's had a really good, like, sort of few games pre in pre-season before the World Cup and then completely bombed. Uh, I'm, I'm going to actually look that up after. But, uh, yeah, no, it's... And then, obviously, like, you've, you've the uh, confidence um, and from a tactical... Uh, the thing that really impressed me was, the like, the intensity. Especially in that first half, I remember blowing boys off the 
outer rocks and like and everything and like they were it, I think like the game was seriously it was run, one up front um the dominance Ireland had uh, is like I like I didn't I didn't see the England Wales game by uh, by what you, uh, you boys have been saying it's nothing to rave home about um Ireland were far better than both teams um but looking back to the Scotland game yesterday the first half and like it was I th- I thought it was for the Scottish performance and then the Irish performance, it's chalk and cheese. Um, but yeah, no, the, the the intensity was there, and like the intensity will also give them confidence. Uh, as I said, as I said previously, maybe the only concern from tackle tactical viewpoint was how they were caught so narrow for the Lorenzo Pani try, and um, then the couple of mall sets ended up in penalties because of crossing. But yeah, but we didn't really see Ireland do too many set plays. You got the odd wrap around, uh, which which worked. The, the like the gen they generally do work because oh, well, I, I don't only imagine oh, everyone's really well drilled in them, um, and it did create a wee bit of space. Uh, but yeah, no, I was I was I was really happy with the way that Ireland lined up, and yeah, the the. They were do- completely dominant over Italy, and sort of the, the pack did sort of blew. I thought in open play, especially, blew them off the park in the first half. Yeah, absolutely. That that's in line with my own notes. I was taking during the game, like just forwards got absolute dominance very very early on, and like Doris and Baird in particular, kind of just made a nuisance of themselves, and that's mm. kind of what you want to see as well, because like it's all good having the flash carries and all that, but sometimes. In a game like this, that's all a game would have is players trying to force it, the offloads, the carries, the, you know, the big moments. But they did the small things well as well. And Jackie, do you, Anton, do you notice that you that you liked or even disliked? Well, there was um I was looking at the um stats at halftime and full time, and actually quite quite a uh, a low number of kicks in the game, which is which is obviously a bit. A bit, a bit of a weird one considering it's it's kind of a it's the, the bedrock of the game isn't it you need to kick well to kind of win games so it was, it was great to see that both teams kind of went went for an attacking sort of um setup I thought the Italians were actually they had moments when they were really good in defense I thought they 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 nailed us a couple of times in midfield when we had was it Kilcoin and McCluskey a couple of times when they were trying to go up the guts and just um just read us, read us really well. So um, you know, Andy Farrell's gonna love that because he's all about the adversity, isn't he? So uh, <laughs> great, indeed, great, great to see. Um, great to see that it wasn't all just it wasn't all just plain sailing. There were a few times where, um, you know, we had to go backwards, or we were we were going backwards, and we had to try and figure a way of 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 getting through it. So um, quite happy with that. I think. We kind of played ourselves into a bit of a, a model sometimes because um, I noticed that we were quite uh, we were quite deep um, in in the setup. Now I think that's I think that's deliberate. I think that's a preseason you know warm up match for the World Cup. You're just trying to take a little bit of the pressure off yourself. So Crowley was just sitting that a little bit deeper, but he still took the, he still you know took the ball at pace and and you know drew in drew in defenders and and did a really good job at ten. But I just thought that was smart smart play from from like coaching or whether it was whether it was Crowley himself he could have said to the guys like right look let's just take 
a few yards off the off the ball and just um just play that a little bit deeper take the pressure off yourself give yourself a little bit more time and it still works you know in that in that second half even I think the last try that scored is probably the best one because you know you've got Doris running at running at defenders sucking in two fellas and then Prendergast is going through a hole and offloading and, and things like that so bits and bobs where where the the same shape is there from from before so in the Six Nations so we've not changed a huge amount of what we're doing but it's just good to see that um, they can adapt and maybe change things up because I thought that um, I was watching on um, Amazon so I had I had um, McNamara and, and Zebo on on comms but they were they were saying that Ireland just looked like they were forcing it in that second half a bit too much and they should have gone a bit more direct. And funnily enough, after it, they scored their second try, I think, they started going a bit more direct and it it immediately just looked so much more cohesive. And I guess that's the hard thing to do because this is a this is a team that hasn't played together. Lots of new faces, just a couple of, well, three, three debutants in there. So there was always going to be a bit of a cohesion problem, but they... I think they problem solved quite quite nicely during that game. So it's good to see that they uh they managed to just, you know, work it out on the pitch and and um make a few changes and and, and it worked because they because they looked they looked confident, they looked confident, comfortable, and uh did a good job, even if it was a, for a stodgy second half. So overall, yeah, I think you've got to be fairly, fairly pleased, um, even if the Italians weren't all there. And, and just running through the stats here, like it's pretty much as you'd have seen in the Six Nations, minus that kind of, um, I can't think of the right word, but just that kind of rust, you know, like rope recycled speed under three seconds was 60%. In the Six Nations, the average, apologies now, 63%. So it's, it's you know, you're splitting hairs there, like passing mm-hmm. was in around the same, carries was in around the same. Um, offloads was actually sky high this time. I think they were down for 10 offloads here. Um, mm-hmm. Just have it here in front of me, which is, you know, higher again than normal. But like, that's kind of what you'd expect, you know, just a bit disjointed again, as we said. And like with these games, it is more just about getting reps, you know, staking a claim for selection. That's really all it's about, like, and not having any damaging injuries or results. So with that in mind, we might just run through the 23. Um, and Ross, I'll get you to start with the forwards and come back to you, Jack, for the subs because I want to do the backs. Um, Ross, would you mind taking through the forward pack? And I wonder why. I wonder why is right. Anyways, go on, Ross. Uh, so, standout man of the match, in my opinion. Well, he, he was man of the match. I thought he was outstanding, killing darts. Um, yeah. I don't. Uh, oh, uh, in the build-up of the game, a lot was made of, of moving to seven. Um, so we sort of touched on off air how, like, I don't think a player of Doris's quality, I don't think it should matter what number of jersey he has in the back row. Like, he'll still be able to, he'll still be able to do a very good job there. Um, he's at the minute. He's first first name on the team sheet for me. Um, in the in the forward pack at, at least. I think I think he's he is a phenomenal player, and Ireland are Ireland are very lucky to have him. But it, it also goes into the like the work that the RFU the RFU done have done have done over the past sort of 10, 15, 20 years. That and Doris hasn't 
Doris isn't the only one. You also have like Van der Fleer and he wasn't playing there and a whole host of other uh, players that are reaping the benefits of it. But uh, just back to your your question there. So Dor- Dor- Doris, yes, uh, this you, uh, Kaelin sort of touched on uh, before. The second rows, I, I completely agree. I thought the second rows were very good. Uh, Henderson and, and McCarthy. Uh, Henderson uh, took, well, didn't take captain, was captain uh, yesterday. Um, he is like, he is, he is a real, he's a leader. Um, and I, I, I thought he stepped, he stepped up well uh, yesterday. I, I was, I was also sending you off air how I've, he always takes a whole load of carries, especially like for Ulster. But like yesterday, I noticed he got so much space, and it's sort of like I like I knew he was he had a decent bit of space on pace on him, but I was like, oh, I didn't realize he was always that quick. Um, especially that like that was for like the chance early on when he uh, the ball was knocked out knocked out of his hand. And uh, yeah, McCarthy was really good. I, I think it's still it's still. I still, I'm not too sure if he'll go just with the amount of players that Ireland have in that in that position. You've Henderson, Baird, uh, although Baird, Baird, Baird and Byrne they might go as back row, uh, and then oh my 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 head's going blank there. Well, yeah, and anyway, uh, and the, the the I thought the front the front row did all right. The very first scrum uh, was. Sorry, the second scrum on mid midfield was it? Oh, there was a scrum and they literally completely eviscerated the Italian, uh, I've like the Italian the Italian pack. Uh, I've never seen like a team. Sometimes when you see a team like dominant, that like swing round one side, but like Ireland just went straight over the top, and I was like, I think I, I thought that was good. That was uh, so pleasing to see. Um, yeah, no, that I said previously, I think. I thought, definitely think this game was won up front, and uh, yeah, and I thought the pack really, really do- they really did dominate. But uh, obviously, Doris was man of the match, and uh, he was unbelievable. To be honest, really, like I'm just reading through the stats here, he had twelve carries for forty eight for forty eight meters. He had twelve passes, which is really, really good. He had more passes than tackles. Um, but the one that actually stands out to me, and I had it in my notes about how good he was, Jack Conan had 12 carries in the first 35 minutes. He was off to a rampaging start before he went off injured. <clears throat> um, and yeah, as I said, just Doris, unbelievable. Conan, I thought, did well. Top Prendergast did well as well. Kind of more under the radar. Um, I will take the backs. As, as we said, we kind of know why. I'll start a halfback. I, I just thought this halfback pairing, they picked up where they left off. You know, I'm I'm not going to mention what their last game was, or even what their second last game was, um, in red last season. But I just thought Casey, um, only lasted forty five minutes, took a took a bang to the leg, and Crowley, who only played a half a ten, which that's for a different conversation. I thought they both ran the show superbly, to be honest. Like Jack Crowley to have, you know, twelve carries from out half. Granted, some of them are from fullback. I thought. Is really strong, you know. Um, Pass a lot was not afraid to to go for it to just really attack the line, which is feel like it's something that can be held against Frawley and Byrne in particular. Felt like the back three. A lot of people are criticizing them. I don't. I don't get why. Like Stockdale and Earls missed a crucial tackle. Fair enough, but you know Ireland did win by sixteen points. If we're 
dropping lads off the plane because they missed a tackle against Italy, then I think we have a bit too much faith in, in what we already have there. Do you know what I mean? Like I thought they both came off their wings, which is something they haven't done in previous years for their provinces. I thought they attacked the line well. I thought they were, they were sharp. Stockton's up and under catch was unbelievable. Like, oh, absolutely. So good. And it, it was at that point you kind of thought, oh, he's back. Like he's back. Yeah. Kind of faded from there, but that's, listen, that's, that's the nature of the beast, the nature of the game. But O'Brien did well. Um, centres, maybe not so much. I think the game kind of passed them by. McCluskey, probably the better of the two, to be fair. But like, even at that, like they combined for 17 carries. Doc did at 18. You know, it's just that kind of game in some ways. Like, it's not not unbelievable. Henshaw will find form. McCluskey is in form. So I, I don't have any doubts there. But I do feel like that second half, as it got stagnant, Keenan Blade got a worse supply of ball. Kieran Frawley was just hitting straight to 12, 12th man and nothing really else. And Ireland's attack just got a bit flat from there. So it would have been would be interesting to see maybe if you had Crowley on for that second half, would things have changed? Would the Ireland have kicked on? You know, but I'm I'll get back to that damn Crowley v. Frawley conversation later because I throw it up to you, Jack, for the for the subs. And I I feel like number 16 might be the man you're going to start with. Um, if if you want to, I'll well just just to just to prove you wrong, just because I'm fickle like that, I'll actually start with um with Kean Healy just to say just okay. to mention on him because <laughs> um because I I mean they just said what is he he's gonna be he's gonna be 36 in um in October or something with this end so like yeah. his um his uh his longevity has just been so crucial for Ireland I think he kind of goes under the radar a little bit because it's like oh yeah Kean Healy sure yeah he's there but like every time he just turns up and he puts in an absolute shift and like you know I think um Tom Stewart yeah he did get he got he got a nice uh ease into that with 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 Kean and, and Tag Furlong being being next to him for for that uh 30 sort of 30 odd minutes so um but yeah no great great for great for Tom Stewart to get his first start and he looked good I thought he, he did. came on and he and he and he you know he threw his line outs. I, I always think he's gonna absolutely skew those line outs the way he throws. I don't know if anyone watches it directly, but he's a weird action with his throwing. It looks really weird, but it works, so doesn't matter. But um yeah, you know, they all came on and individually, I think, played really well, but I don't think it just it just the nature of the second half, it just gets a bit like can sometimes when you make a lot of changes early that you know you just don't get the cohesiveness which again is no one's fault but it's just it's just one of those little things that you just have to get minutes into people's belts and things so um you know the whole the front row that came on did well um Tyburn comes on and, and makes two turnovers so you know it's just business business as usual for him Prendergast looked good he looked lively um I thought he I just thought he just went about his business he was busy like he was getting his nose into every breakdown and you know he's uh he's quick that's 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 what he's like I'm sure lots of Connacht um fans will probably say that's just exactly what Prendergast does every single game it's um, why he did the URC quarterfinal to be fair yeah yeah <laughs> Seamus Hurley Lang- Langton did better though so uh, <laughs> you know unfortunately he's not Irish qualified so we can't have him uh, yeah um but, you know, yeah, Blade came on and you know, I think he did his job. He didn't he didn't he didn't put a foot wrong. Frawley isn't a natural 10, so isn't gonna uh isn't gonna be <laughs> isn't gonna be as, as comfortable. And I think 
I think it probably helped that that Crowley was still on the pitch and he could come in and just sort of, you know, do a bit of um, you know, one-two with him there. So so that was fine. But Frawley's a good player. I think, you know, I think, you know, 12 or 15 is probably his his, his best position at the minute, whether they want to bring him on that and that mix. So I think he does, he's got a he's got a line break in him. I think he's got a good he's got a good step and he's a big physical fella. So, you know, um I certainly wouldn't be taking him as a as a ten, if, if you're if you're going to take him, you're going to take him as a as a utility player who can kind of cover you know two different positions. But you know he did okay, he did fine. You know he's he's still he's still kind of learning that position, and it's the tough toughest position on the, on the pitch really. And then Nash got on and and just was busy as well. I mean he 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 only got 20, 20 minutes, and you know when you're on the wing, um you can you can the game can kind of pass you by like you said, Kaelin. So like it was um. It was good, no, it was great for those guys. I mean, everyone's there for their for their debuts, um, and, you know, in Dublin. So so great for them. So like everyone played well without without sort of shooting the lights out on that bench, but they uh they did well and they came in and they did their did their jobs really. So happy enough, I'd say. Yeah, I feel like that's kinda Andy Farrell was supposedly not in the best of mood last night after the game but I feel like that's all a lot of players did was just kind of did their job but again that's to be expected you yeah. know they're going to drive high standards we're here in the Ireland we'll play Portugal in a in a midweek pre-season not pre-season game behind closed doors game this week in the Algarve so um, apparently Johnny Sexton's going to get a run out in that because you know rules schmules and all that unofficial um, unofficial. unofficial it is yeah. technically training uh, so you can do what you want but <laughs> Listen, yeah, we're, you're just running, yeah, running, running training against a professional uh, outfit, yeah, yeah, who are who are in the group of death of the World Cup, the other group of death of the World Cup. Yeah. But listen, that's that's fine. But I, I want to just introduce it. Just what? a quick, just a quick word on Ryan Baird. I think that, yeah, I think yes. that even though he was, even though he was quiet, I think that's quite a, that's that's a good thing because I think that that's exactly what you know Pete does for us at six. You know, he just gets through a month yeah. of work and. Ryan Baird was like he was sharp, you know. He well, he had like seven carries, um, you know, four passes, seven seven tackles. He was he was decent. He made thirty four meters. Like he was he was he was pretty he was pretty good. And um and he and he won a few. He won more than a few lineouts as well. So, you know, I know that everyone loves his athleticism and thinks that he's just gonna canter down the field every time he gets the ball. Like obviously, it's not gonna happen every game. But um, he was good. Like you know. The thing is, in that first half, we had something like seventy percent territory. So, you know, there's one thing you gotta if if you're getting that much territory and possession in, in an opposition's half, your back row is 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 clearly working well because you need boys to be blowing fellas off rocks and just you know making you know making hard yards and making you know making good decisions at the right time. So, I think that I think that that unit works them. Um, worked really well and I think that even if even if Baird was a bit quiet that's I mean, that's not a bad thing if if uh if the team is going forward so it's glad that he, he got his nose kind of stuck in the right places yeah absolutely um but yeah we're going to introduce a new segment just because of again as we've said a few times the nature of these games it is more about putting your hand up as much as after else and I was going to call it winners and losers but I felt like that's way too harsh so I'm going to call it bolting and sitting so basically who's coming into form at the right time and who just kind of feels like a sitting duck who could easily be passed out. And on a question that is kind of um, hinting in a certain direction, I'll start with the most positive man on the call. So I'll start with yourself, Jack. Oh, lovely. So who, who am I doing? Bolters? 
you can do both. You can just pick uh, one or two for each. Wonderful. So who would I who who would my bolters be, or who would I think played really well? Like him. I mean, I think I've got to I've got to go for my boy Jacob Stockdale just because he you know he made he made one hundred and seventy odd meters and he made one hundred and fifty of those in the first half alone. So he did he did exceptionally well um, in that in that first half. Um, you know, it's 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 a little bit tough because you know you the obvious ones are. Or just that they're they're obvious, you know, your 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 Dorises are just absolutely flying and things like that. Um so I think I think I think Tom O'Toole played really well. I think he again showed why he's in the squad. He can he can run around, he's got a good bit of pace for a tight head, he's got lovely hands, he's you know, he did well in the scrum, apart from maybe the first one, maybe another one where it wheeled a bit towards the end of the first half. But you know, other than that was good. Um and uh unfortunately I really I really like Jimmy O'Brien. I think he's a fabulous player. Um but he um he got, he got that little knock. So I'm I'm hoping that that's not too bad. Um oh and of course Joe McCarthy, sorry, yeah, Joe McCarthy was absolutely um fantastic. I just thought he he played the full lady, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did um uh, and he was just he was just everywhere. Like he in you know, in the loose. I know it's I know it's easy to kind of get carried away when when guys are just busting through tackles, but he was genuinely class. Like this the scrum looked looked pretty decent. Like he he's clearly gonna add a good bit of um a good bit of power there. And um I don't remember him winning a huge number of line outs, but then again, he's quite a big fella, so it's probably quite difficult to lift. Uh but no. Really, really like the look of it, and I think Handy and he just must have a, a good bit of a good bit of chemistry there because the two of them just seem to be absolutely working off each other and, and doing really well. So, so yeah, if I had to pick two, I'd, I'd, I'd pick I'd go with Jacob and Jacob and Joe because they were they were excellent and they were guys who would be perhaps on the on the periphery and not you know your first team kind of um, guys, but played really really well the two of them. Ross, who who did you find put their hands up, or who maybe took their hands down um, in terms um, of selection? So I, I I would I would agree with Jack and Jacob Stockdale. Um, I think he's it also like Andy Farrell loves a big left boot in the left wing. You've, James Lowe is nailed on starter. Um, I think Stockdale provides that. Uh, although we didn't, I don't, don't think we saw much of it yesterday, but we know he can kick. Um, in terms of Bolter, uh, also Jimmy, uh, Jack Tush and Jimmy O'Brien, I, 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 think, I think he'll, he'll go purely because, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say purely because. Um, he plays for Leinster? No, 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 I think he's a fantastic player, but he also has the ability um he play across the uh across the back line. I think he's also played center. center has, yeah. Played center the, against South Africa. Yeah. Um so yeah, uh, O'Brien and Stockdale are the ones that uh, that I think will both in terms of sitting from yesterday, yesterday's performance I don't I don't know uh, I, d- I don't think there's anyone that sort of played themselves out of contention 
No, no, I, I but at, at, the, at the same time, I'd be surprised if um, there's that many spots in the plane that are up for grabs. Um, is it, it's World, World Cup start, is it 30, 35 days or round about, mm. or round about mid? 33 days today, I believe. 33, 33 days today. Um, I'd be, I'd be surprised if there were, there's maybe like a handful of spots that are still up for grabs, but. I'd like to. I'd like to think. Um, I'm sure the majority of the squad has been decided, and I reckon. I reckon we, all of us here, would make a good style, but guessing who's who's all like who's all on us. Go on. Sorry, I was just gonna say. I think there may be there may be one player that I would have picked out if I'm being really picky about this, and it was only because he was act. He was just really quiet. I thought Dave Kilcoyne, apart from the try that he scored, had a had a fairly quiet-ish game. I don't think he was... Started as... strong and faded, I'd have said. Yeah. Had a few nice carries and then kind of faded away. So he was just, you know, it was well, fine he, He's again. on the plane because there's only six props yeah. in the training squad, so they're all going. Barring yeah. injury, yeah. so... I suppose so, yeah. But to... Unless to, he, yeah. but, to Ross's but... point, like, um, I reckon there's only three spots on the plane. To left to be taken. I know there could be an injury, but I think there's the final forward spot or two in maybe Treadwell, Coombs, Prendergast, McCarthy, one of those, and then the final back, which mm. will be maybe Frawley, McCluskey, Earls, and Stockdale, or two, maybe two, depending on which balance you go in terms of forwards versus backs. I feel like there's one or two of each to go, and that's really it. Some people say McCluskey is nailed on, but I just feel like We've had this big three for the last six years now, and it's hard to say none of them are going. Yeah. I was looking at other people's kind of predictions and things, and some some people obviously this is the first this is the first year that there's gonna be an extra two players two spots, in, in, yeah. in, in, in the squad. So people are gonna take, you know, an extra back row or, or a lock, probably. Um and I think for Ireland it's tricky because actually there's a few players who can do a job in multiple positions. So you know, for example, Jacob, he can also play 15, but he can't play centre. But Jimmy O'Brien can play centre as well as the other two. And Frawley can play a bit of 10 and he can also play 15, 12, things like that. So do Earls you take... can play centre. Yeah, Earlsy, Earlsy, I mean, Earlsy can play anywhere probably. I mean, he just knows every position inside out at this point. But stick, like... Stick him at open side. Stick him <laughs> yeah, it'd be grand. It'd be His grand. father did it well enough, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> so like, um, I think I think guys like Guys like Nash and maybe Frawley, who haven't got a huge amount of game time, they've not got a great deal of experience at, at, at this at this kind of level. Um, maybe, you know, but again, they seem to like Frawley. He gets picked a lot in squads. Um, so you know, tricky business. Like, do you take do you take three fly halves or do you take, you know, two plus one, you know, with a with a with the option of someone else who can who can do a job there and things like that so I think it's really really tough I think one of I think one of kind of Nash Frawley and well I don't know probably it might be Earls I don't know but I just I just think that I don't know could be I can't I can't see him not bringing Earls because it's because it's Keith Earls like because I think he's yeah exactly and I think Farrell's got a bit of a 
soft spot for that last 2019 squad. So he's probably going to take a, a fair chunk of fellas from 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 there, where they where they want to make a make an impression again on on the world stage. So Ireland's uh, top try scorer in the World Cup ever as well, Keith Earls. Yeah, so, that's a cracking quiz question. It is. And a better one is what do O'Driscoll and Earls have in common, which is they have the same middle name. Now, or oh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> I got that from Squid like two or three years ago, and I'm like, I'm just always going to use that. Um, can I just what is it? Uh, was it what is it, Gerald? Gerald, yeah, or yeah. Gerard or something like that, yeah. Yeah, go on, Ross. Sorry, uh, uh, no, it's just on like the sort of the last couple of spots. That's this, it's where versatility, I think, comes into play. Sure, was it 2015? Would Ian Madigan and all the talk was he, he would be covering nine? Yeah, I don't think correct. he ever played. I don't think he ever played. I actually don't, I don't think he ever played nine or even needed to play nine when, when Ireland were at the tournament. And that's where I, I kind of think McCloskey loses out. And um, what McCl- the, the job McCloskey does. I think it actually it suits our it suits the way Farrell likes to play. Big hit up twelve, soft hands, able to go out the um out, uh, out the back door, uh, offloads. But I just I I, I just think Earl's the ability to play wing, and then he can also he can also play thirteen. Um, it'll probably edge him. Uh, Nash is Nash as well. I think he he. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's had experience at centre. He has. That, yeah. That's a that's a really good show. I didn't think that a lot of people knew that, but yeah, he came through as a centre. And yeah. depending on who you ask, what position you play in school means you're good enough to play that position at international level. Depending on who you ask, but yeah. not me. No, but can... that's beside the point. Sorry, we I, said that about Mike Larry, and that didn't work out. He's a he's a fifteen, you know. So uh, they're saying it about one of the players I'm going to mention when I come back. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I will I will take up the mantle. I'll start positive. I'll do that. I will start positive, and then the rant will come. So I think Joe McCarthy is someone I I think he's a bit of a typical twenty two year old. Concedes an awful lot of penalties. Really tries to put himself about, but because of that toes the line but I think he, he actually reeled it in really well yesterday I was very impressed Do you know um, I actually thought I said at this top like I thought the back three were all solid I, I don't get why people were kind of writing them off to be honest but that's just my impression I actually think Jim people said Jimmy O'Brien was the best of them but I actually think Italy's kicking was so poor right. he kind of had a field day back there Um, and that's that's not me Hating on Jimmy O'Brien, I just think Italy kicked really poorly, and we'd easy ball to take back at them. Yeah. Um. And then the two lads on the wings were asked, "Come off your wings, you know, like really force you the issue." Keith Earls played nine for like five, six, seven rocks. You yeah, know, does, Jacob yeah. was on the right wing at one stage for one attack. Like that's exactly yeah. what we wanted from them. I understand they're not low and handsome in that regard, but when you ask a player to go out and do something and they do it. We can't then say, we can't just reverse it, you know. So that's just my take on that. And then I said it as well, the halfbacks. I think these two, these two lads, Casey and Crowley, they're only 22 years of age. Like, and one of the biggest compliments you could pay them is they look 28 or 29. <clears throat> you know, and that's a big part. I they know look, people are going to call me biased, but... They look, no, no, they looked, they looked incredibly solid. Like, I thought Casey actually... I think 
Casey sometimes looks like he's on something when he when he plays, and I think I'm kind of thinking like Casey, you need to calm calm yourself here, bud. Yeah, but there's still people say he's too slow. So no, but there were but there was there, there were a few times last night where I just thought that he kind of he he just took that just an ever so slight split second, the the splitest of split seconds, yeah. just just sort of like popped his head around to sort of to just double double triple check that you know. This is the right, you know. This is the right call. Go right, go left. There's a couple of times he threw, like he, I think he threw one to Jacob on the left wing because he thought that he could on the short side. But things like we had penalty advantage, so it was fine, you know. Advantage, yeah. And he's brilliant at that pass as well. He's he's thrown yeah. a few times for Monster that skip that beats everyone. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, and Crowley and... just looks incredibly comfortable. Like every time I see him, like he's making tackles. He's taking to he had taken the ball to the line. Like his he's kicking is people down. Yeah, yeah, like he's he's just a quality rugby player. Like he can do it all, and it's just about kind of making sure that he knows the kind of you know the fundamentals of of playing kind of test rugby. But like you know, he's playing against the sort of I said earlier, like Italy defended reasonably well in that first half. So he, you know, Crowley had to be he had to you know he had to be be brave, and he wasn't just going to run into run into guys and. Like I, you know, another, another point I made earlier about just the depth that they were playing at is that they just took, they just gave themselves like an extra couple of seconds or you know half a second just to pick the right pass, mm-hmm. and I just thought that was very kind of, it was very conservative, but it worked because you know, you know, the one thing that you know people talk about is just you know forcing your opposition to make mistakes. Well, Crowley didn't make a heck of many mistakes last night. Like I don't think he made any really that were noticeable for me. So. So I will have to agree with you. Like both the halfbacks were were really, really good and just really, really solid. And like you say, you know, nothing too flash. And it was just sort of to the to the to the letter of the law in terms of what Faz would have wanted. And I think that's exactly what Faz is looking for. He's just looking for guys to like go out, do your job. And you know, sure, if you get the opportunity, you know, express yourself a wee bit. But um you've got to be happy with with the nine and ten last night. One of the things I noted last night about them specifically was I thought Crowley's array of passing was brilliant like he was taking it to the line playing that flat pass and we're always getting go forward ball I think that's something that can be held against Byrne and held against Frawley it's just stand and pass and ship it off and like that's not what Ireland are doing well when Ireland are playing their best rugby Sexton is a threat to the line Crowley was a threat to the line maybe not as much as maybe some games he played with Munster you know, the URC final in particular, he was really taking the ball hard and flat and like really forcing the initiative. Mm. But I feel like if you want to know what Ireland are going to do, I think Crowley is just ticking that box right now. He's, right, I'm going to take the line. I'm going to play that flat pass. I'm going to play that real crisp one that the defenders are sitting down. I can put, you know, McCluskey through a gap. I think he put Kilcoyne through a gap at one stage. Um, And even there was someone else as well. I think maybe Henderson's break may have come from a Crowley yeah, and it's just yeah. that it's the time and it's everything. And I understand it was Kieran Frawley's first international cap, but he did look like a fish out of water in some ways at ten. That's that's the difference between between the two. I think Frawley can make a line break, and he's good, and he's good in sort of some tight exchanges, and he can get get you out of a you know if you're a ten that doesn't like Ross Byrne does not take the ball on as as probably he might Ever. he might be he might be the worst in, in in Ireland but he just plays everyone else into positions that not a lot of people can so like Frawley can't do that Frawley isn't the kind of player who can pick the right pass a hundred percent of the time so you know Sexton just manages to do it every single time he knows exactly what pass to do and he knows exactly 
in about three phases or four phases what it's going to look like so he knows before it's even happened what he's going to do Crowley is kind of that same um mold I think he can pick the right pass but he can also challenge the line and there were a few times when nothing was on and he just took it in and I just thought like yeah that's exactly what you should do in that situation because nothing's on you're just shoveling you know you're shoveling crap on to to your teammates and you know teammates are gonna like that as well because there's nothing worse than just receiving a hospital pass and just being like great thanks for that Jack but like we did we had a few of those yesterday, but Klusky had one knock on where the ball was kind of flung at him by O'Brien. It's like, yeah, he's not ready for that. Like that was always yeah. and that's just where players are just like, oh, first game back, like really force it. They didn't do yeah. just before I finish on this point, I do want to get in. So if you have like bolters and sitting, there has like the, the middle ground, the exact middle ground is the kind of Joe McCarthy playing well and how that affects maybe Treadwell, Coombs, Prendergast. And then Jack Conan getting injured. We don't know what the story is there. Like, if Conan's injured, like, you probably don't bring McCarthy because it's probably not, you probably bring Coombs. But then at the same time, McCarthy did very well. And it'll be interesting to see. And I was going to ask anyway about next week before we finish up, or not next week, a fortnight's time yeah. for the England game. Like, what selections would you like to see? Like, personally, I'd be bringing in Treadwell and Coombs at least onto the bench because I feel like, they're the only two who were really close who haven't featured yet. Um, and I'll start with yourself, Ross. Like, is there anyone you'd like to see in that game? And not just outsiders, but maybe new combinations or the same combination or anything for that selection for the England game. Um, no, I'd like to, I'd like to see KC and Crowley go again. Um, uh, yes, boys, <laughs> I thought I thought they were good. Um. I thought their kicking, their both their kicking was very good. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Treadwell as well. Um, Treadwell seems he seems to be, he seems to be a like I wouldn't say a favorite, but I think Andy Farrell likes him. Um, more than more than Dan does, I'd say. <laughs> but that's that's yeah. an entirely different podcast. We're not going to call it. <laughs> uh, when you got when you got Al O'Connor, you know you can't you can't really. Uh... Yeah. Anyway, Ross, you were saying about Treadwell before we get into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, just especially like him coming off the bench. He does, he does add athleticism, but like you also have Ram Rambert, he can do that as well. Um, no, I agree. I'd like to see Treadwell get a shout um, and just be told, right, go and show. I, I, if he, obviously, I, I don't know, but if he is maybe one of the ones that there's a question mark over, I'd love Andy Farr, Andy Farr just hand right. Go show me what show me why uh, why I should select you and I like he because Treble's a good player like he's put in some real good performances for Ulster um but I just I I'm just not sure I think there's too many I, I similar to McCarthy I'm not convinced he'll I don't think he'll I, I don't think he'll go um yeah oh really. I think, yeah, I think I think I think Kieran's on the plane. To be honest, yeah, I think I yeah I think so. But who are, you, who are your second rows? I think he'll go. He'll go Ryan Henderson, uh, Burn and Treadwell, and then Baird will be the extra hybrid. Um, yeah, I can see that. Ah, uh, yeah, no, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, I think he's yeah, play well though. Treadwell, uh, just to to. Prove it, you know, like even if he trains well, 
Yeah, I think I think he's I think he's he's, he's one of those players. He's he's gone to New Zealand and he's got you know he's got that you know ticked off and he's been he's been there. So it's kind of like yeah, if, if he has a stinker, then then maybe. But Fredwell's been very very consistent for about a year and a bit now. So it's hard to say that changing anytime soon. And he's and he finished well with Ulster. So I think he's I think he's probably good to go, even if he has a average enough no, kind of game. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. not. I could be wrong, but. That's, 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 a, that's a fair point. No, that, 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 that's a fair point. And I, I see where you're coming from. And I, I, to be honest, I think you've won me right. Uh, yeah, I can Yeah, I can Excellent. see that happen. Um, I'll, um, I'll just look at through it here. So I, I kind of mock team done up. And there's, I'm still undecided on it. I could see maybe a case for maybe starting someone like Kelleher and seeing where he's at. Because we really haven't seen a lot of Roland Kelleher in green. Like, yeah. we know what Dan Sheen no. is. You know, he's yeah. the best hooker in the world. We know what he can bring. Treadwell, do you start him maybe over beside Burn or maybe not beside Burn, beside Ryan, maybe, for instance? Do you start maybe Coombs um, yeah. and maybe put O'Mahony at seven this time, possibly? Because there's obviously another game to come, like against Samoa. Um, yeah. I, I want to say I'd start Crowley, but I think Burn will start personally. Mm. I think, I think he kind of, I think. He has to go out there and play well, so I think he'll start. And I, I would have no problem putting Conor Murray beside him, just because yeah. I feel like it's no harm having these different combinations as well. Like that's probably our bench combination as of right now, whether I agree or not. I would start I, Keith Earls because it would be his one hundredth cap in yeah. Dublin. Oh, yeah. and I feel yeah. like it would make the most amount of sense. And I actually wouldn't mind seeing maybe Mac Anson at fifteen, for instance, because yeah. what he brings is just everything. He's lost the hair, but he brings everything yeah, else. Yeah. And I think I think uh, Faz, I think Faz will probably go with, you know, close to you know 90% full strength. And then maybe yeah. maybe two or three different combinations. So I think depends how this week goes, I'd say. Yeah. Which we don't which we won't know, but it will depend. You yeah. Know, like if if guys like I've henshot down to start, but probably it'll probably be Aki now, you'd imagine. Then forced four centers will have gotten a game. Yeah, I think I think I think the centers change. I think the wingers change. Maybe the fullback, yeah, fullback changes as well. You know, you're gonna have someone new at ten because of Johnny's out. So Gibson Park probably gets a go. O'Mahony gets a go. Van der Fleer gets a go. Um, Ryan. You could just you could just go one of them if you wanted. You could go maybe, you Prendergast, O'Mahony, Doris, or Doris O'Mahony Coombs if you did want to, or Van der Fleer. Yeah. At seven. For me, for me, I think I think just yeah, start like someone like Kelleher. He's not he's not played a huge a huge number. Maybe you go someone new then in the second row. I would love to see Coombs get a go at eight um against England because I just think go on, fella. You're just gonna absolutely that love e- this. That England back row is not that good. Yeah. You I take think Jack Coombs... Willis out of it. Like Ludlam was in Tolman Park in January and Gavin Coombs ran him ragged. I know. And like I'm not saying I'm not saying Lundum's Lundum's is awful. Lundum's a good player as well, and like yeah, but yeah. he's not on the level of any of Ireland's first no, four or five no, black rows, which but that's no, no, for a different no. conversation. But yeah, um, low I'd imagine will return. Oh yeah, uh, for instance, oh, yeah. um, I'm just trying to see who else we've not mentioned. Probably yeah, Porter will probably come back in for long. You know the usuals. Yeah, and then the Samoa game. Then it's, that's a week after, and I think you go weak enough there, do you? You go weak enough, probably with a, with a bit of a mix, depending on who's maybe 
you know, if Porter looks a bit cold off the off the you know yeah. off the, off the play, and it might be a bit like, oh yeah, let's give him a, let's give him a few more minutes, just you know, smash into some big some ones, you know, get yourself get yourself ready for sure. Up, if you, up if you against his his Leinster teammate as well, so he would be in Michael yeah. Alatella. So yeah, exactly. that'll be interesting, and that's in Bayonne, and there is no prior record of Ireland have any bad records in Bayonne. <laughs> I I might just I might just have to put up the meme again, the adversity meme uh, of the Ted Lasso thing, because oh, it just has to go again. But anyways, let's mm. we've, we've definitely ran over time. But thank you very much for joining me. It has been good fun, and I would like to state right here and now, I did not pay the lads commission to praise Coombs, Crowley, Casey, <laughs> Earls. It did not happen yet. Well, so there's a prior agreement in. Uh... In our, in our, if in you're going to uh, sign up to be on here, do you know, <laughs> on Kaylin S Rugby, we've uh, we've got our got our NDAs as well. Yeah, so exactly. it's all, it's I think I've misplaced this contract somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we need to mute your mic. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks very much, lads. It has it's been good fun, and it was a, a good start to the to the campaign. For those listening at home, it's been a frantic opening week of, of World Cup coverage. Won't be slowing down anytime soon either. Three more podcasts due to drop this week with Ireland's Pool B opponents, Scotland and South Africa, and Pool C's Australia to be covered. So thanks at home to everyone for listening. If you do like what you see or hear, please do subscribe. And you can find the links to my channels below. Well, for now, until next time, take it easy. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.